Hello and welcome to the second half of Babblement. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you imagine? What, another hour and a half episode following on from episode 50? Not only that, but we all spoke like that as well. Hello, Hello. welcome to the Babblement. Welcome to the... Well, I, 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 I was recording <laughs> um, some videos for work, um, which were for um, prospective students. Yeah. And um, I was having to record kind of face on into the camera and I did for a really long time think wouldn't it be funny if I was introducing everything um as hi welcome to the drama department and just see like how disappointed or not they would be come September when they're like why are you talking like that on a video it's like I don't know man. I was doing a whole thing <laughs> my bit my bit but yeah I'm glad we don't talk like that no it's a good thing you right then yeah, I'm all right. Good. I haven't Back. smoked a cigarette for a week. Are you starting to want to murder those around you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've got this little, like, it's not a vape, because, you know, as as the listeners know, we don't chase the cloud mm. here on Babbleman. But <laughs> Absolutely not. It's like a little stick that's got some nicotine stuff in it. Um, so it's a vape then, yeah? It's not a vape, no. <laughs> It's definitely. I'm just going to call it something else. It's, yeah, it's a what should we call it? It's a it's a puffy stick. Um, puffy stick, which has got, mean. which has got like a little mentholy flavour in it, um, which is keeping me occupied. But I'm deliberately not just sat smoking it all the time. Um, so I'm still going out as if I would be going out for a cigarette. Um, See, but it's yeah. I mean, I it enabled me to have an existential crisis the other day. Um, <laughs> about everything in my life um, oh, and then I realised like I might be cranky because I haven't had a cigarette um, Yeah, especially because you start to notice on you know outside in public and on TV every time a cigarette is lit it reminds you of the fact that you're no longer smoking and yeah. the, the shop that's opposite where I live um, the guy who works in there I've got to know a little bit and um, he every time I go in there he's constantly talking about the fact that like he's sorry that he can't hook me up with any cigarettes now <laughs> but stop mentioning it you douchebag <laughs> it's like it's cool man like I'm, I'm past it thank you though he did did I tell you that he um I think I did say it on the podcast, he managed to get me some flour when there was a flour shortage. <laughs> some, some backyard flour. Yeah, and he was just like, I got you, man. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> I can now make some banana bread. Flour dealer. Yeah, so that was, that was good. Um, and, I mean, it's not been that long amount of time since we recorded episode 50, really, for you and I. It hasn't been, and we should mention that, really, because mm. personally... For us, mm -hmm. that was probably one of our favourite episodes, would you say? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. The, the, the only regret I have is that we, we didn't go into Rogan territory and because there was some great stories that we were unfortunately unable to use. Um, so, again, yeah. sorry to those listeners who contributed that didn't quite make it. As I say, it wasn't anything other than logistics. Um but we haven't got yeah. three hours to sit here and record. No, can't do that. Man. No, but it, yeah, it was an absolute fucking delight to to hear from the listeners, and the response has been mad. Like some of the, not only the people who listened to themselves, but other people talking and agreeing. That's what's been so interesting. Is like some of the, hmm. um, some of the the, the stories that were mentioned, or, or certainly the hate list entries, people agreeing with, um, and sort of saying, "Oh yeah, that that's." Um, I can relate to that or whatever. That's yeah, it's been fucking great. I, I'm I'm so chuffed that we have some wonderful listeners. We really do, and it was very nice to hear from them. And you could always do that again, you know. Absolutely, little, little voicey message. Absolutely, yeah. It's not exclusive, textual. and and obviously we've put our money where our mouth is because people have commented saying, "I already can't wait for you to do a musical for your 100th episode um, in, in fact mel who contributed to the episode uh, with her story of the giant etni shoe um said to us on instagram at babblement pod um plug, plug. 
I think your 100th musical episode should be Creed inspired. It feels appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Just like an hour and a half and that's going, here's the problem. See, that's more Hetfield though, isn't it? That's more that was a little bit. Hair. Creed's so yeah maybe we should <laughs> indulge and make a creed inspired if you're a musician and you're listening to that one you want to get involved with the 100th episode musical episode and you want to do something about creed then please do get in contact with no, us no not creed no not oh, okay creed. all right anything but creed, but creed okay man. we should do a hip-hop <laughs> musical that would be fun Ooh, yes like hamilton but more respectable I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> bold statement. I'm pretty sure that people wait years <laughs> to go and watch Hamilton. Lin-Manuel Miranda's a national treasure now. It's ridiculously good. It's annoyingly good, in fact. When you watch it, you're like, how has this person just created this nothing? I've not seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, highly recommend. <laughs> the Babblement recommends Hamilton, a show that everyone has already heard of everywhere. and everyone already knows about it that's something we could do couldn't we let's start reviewing stuff that is unilaterally loved by everyone as if no one's ever heard of it before so air. picture the scene breathe air it's 1970 <laughs> breathe air i was gonna go into do like a godfather review francis Ford coppola and marlon brando in a room you just went with air it's Babylon good. brings to you air. <laughs> O2. <laughs> Inhale, survive. When carbon dioxide <laughs> is not enough. <laughs> Fuck it up. Episode 51. Area 51. That, ah, the strangest, most secluded area of all the UFO history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your voice kind of went to a point where it was inaudible. So that yeah, that's fine. That was the point. Interesting. Oh, okay. Dogs and cats and that. Okay, so yeah, it's a strange. We've navigated the 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 middle point, episode fifty, and we're now going in one direction or the other. Right, we're only heading towards. A hundred. That is the only way we're heading. It's the only way. It's mad though, isn't it? Because you think, what, it's two years now the polls have been going? Two and a half years? Something like that? Yeah, just over that. Which seems like an incredibly long time when you say it. Oh, we've been doing it for two and a half years. And mm. we put out 50 episodes. Yeah. Well, that's not including the foray, temporary foray into the babble rhythm um, yeah, before it true. all went tits up. And then the... the <laughs> the intermediate lockdown specials of the babble bits um yeah so it's just it's 50 true. so it's, it's more than actual 50 episodes that we've published published but released sorry um yeah. but 50 actual episodes of the babblement ah, well, there you go i mean yeah. and over the over the course of those episodes mm. i would say that not just the listeners as well but i'll say we've learned quite a lot of stuff yeah like a lot of things have come to our attention and been brought into our world mm-hmm. through the babblement. Okay. And through means of segue, mm-hmm. that leads me nicely on to this new age cure all. It's like a snake oil and elixir. Do you want to know what it is? You're ill. You've got a problem. You want to solve it? Shove stuff in your belly button. Any particular stuff or? <laughs> yes. So, believe it or not, belly button healing is a thing. Okay. And it's it's touted as natural, drug-free healing technique that takes advantage of breakthroughs in both Eastern and Western medicine traditions. Yiddy, yiddy, yiddy. Essentially, you shove various oils around and in your belly button. And where your belly button is linked to your intestines is instantly absorbed into the body. So they say things like turmeric to cure a runny nose. Turmeric? Do you mean turmeric? Turmeric, turmeric, whatever. That stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go there, are we? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be picky and pedantic for the next 50 episodes. We're going to be picky and pedantic. So things like this, right? So neem oil, whatever the hell that is, is neem. supposed to get rid of... Neem. Oh, I thought you said N-W. neem. 
No. Meme. The tears what? of the laughter that people don't <laughs> shed when they look at memes. Yeah, that's a cure for spots. Okay. Get some, get some almond oil in there and you'll achieve a glowing face. Well, you just rub almond oil all over your face. <laughs> I'm allergic to nuts. Does that matter? Um, well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> on episode 52. <laughs> Sorry, what else? A bit of olive oil and coconut oil. That'll improve your fertility. Olive oil on the coconut oil or and oh, coconut oil? No, no, oh. it's a choice. You can choose either. Um, I'd probably go olive oil. Yeah. She I was can, always better in uh, Popeye anyway, wasn't she? I can remember once when I went round to uh, the other best friend's house and I opened the door. In fact, if I've still got the picture, I will. I always say this, but I will put it on Instagram. Um, I knocked on his door and he opened the door and he'd been... he'd. <laughs> read about this treatment on his hair for like if you've got dry or itchy scalp and it, he'd put olive oil all over his head and he'd wrapped his head and round the bottom of his chin um in cling film so you know like when old ladies don't want to get their blue washes wet and they wear those yeah. like, so he had that on and a dressing gown on and he opened the door and i looked at him and he went i feel like i'm in a bjork video <laughs> And that's ex- weirdly, that's exactly what he looked like. He looked like he was in a Bjork video because he'd put this fucking olive oil on his head. Um, are there any more? Because I am, well, I am making notes. Well, again, it's just it's just snake oils and elixirs, isn't it? Um, the other one that I think you really want to pay attention to is uh, a bit of brandy. A bit of brandy on a cotton ball in your belly button gets rid of your menstrual pain and cramps. Oh, the next time I'm doubled over with menstrual cramps, I will consider that. Now. Do you know what the name of this technique is called besides belly button healing? I mean, no, I don't. I have no idea. It's called rest and digest, which makes me laugh. Rest and digest? Yep. Okay. Isn't that what you do before you're supposed to go swimming after you've eaten? <laughs> I think two hours, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. What nerve do you think you are supplying these oils through? My last fucking nerve. (laughs) It is called the vagus nerve. Vagus. The vagus. We've all got one. Vagus nerve. Okay. This is getting my vagus nerve. So yeah, new age snake oils and elixirs coming to you. Shove whatever you want in your bed. Just put some, I don't know. It says brandy there. Some twiglets. <laughs> Twiglets, bits of Nutella. So hang on, are we at the Bafflement endorsing belly button healing? <laughs> I want to know if anyone's tried it and it worked. Okay, so if you've tried belly button healing or you're an advocate, maybe we should try and set up an interview with someone who works for a company that advocates for belly button healing. <laughs> yes. Well, you'll have to tune in next time to find out <laughs> if we have got Shut a belly stuff button. In our belly buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the Pringles. <laughs> I've got some Pringles, actually. Have you? Oh, yeah. oh. Salty beets. Nice. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Seagulls. Oh, my God. Unfettered. Uh, well, maybe they're not, because according to... The website seagullsarenotevil.info. <laughs> we have had our first scathing retort attacks. <gasps> Seagulls are not aggressive, or rather, they only do what they must to survive, just like humans. Why would a seagull attack a human being for no reason? Like, so many people say they do. We are 10 times bigger than they are, are much more powerful, and could easily hurt them or even kill them. If seagulls do become aggressive, they have a reason to do so. It's usually to protect their young or their nests. So if a seagull is dive-bombing you, you are probably too close to her chicks. She doesn't want to kill you, she just wants you to go away because she feels threatened by you. Seagulls' interaction with humans happens mainly for two reasons, food and nesting. 
So the question that I would pose to seagullsarenotevil.info is how would they explain to the woman who I saw um, a seagull come and take an entire sleece of carrot cake from her plate? How is that because she's too close to the nest? Or the several people that have witnessed seagulls capture their tiny dogs or banging around on the top of my car, as you heard in episode 50. (laughs) Harassment. Where does the harassment come into the needing food? This sounds like blatant seagull propaganda and i'm not having it well the good news is i did a little bit of further research because i started to you know this is a time of reflection across the nation for many things and i wanted to reflect upon whether or not we have been too harsh on seagulls um so i found an article um which states could these seven reasons make you love seagulls um reason number one they keep rats at bay. If it weren't for gulls eating our waste, we'd probably have a lot more rats and rodents. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read each one to you and I want you to tell me whether that changes your mind. So I've read number one. Does that make any difference to how you feel about seagulls? Not of old bollocks. I see mice and rats everywhere. Move on. They provide a soundtrack to our memories. <laughs> Even if what? they're bolshingless. Ah, is ah, it- <laughs> Oh, oh you, yeah! You oh, such memories, Vince. Do you remember that day that we were walking together, and there was that really beautiful sunset? And oh I yeah, just, I do. Do you? And I remember you, it already. And do you remember the um, soundtrack which beautifully uh, oh. covered our time together? Do you remember that? If, that, I, remember if I remember right, it was something along the lines of um, "Oh, it's beautiful." It went. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's fucking nice to remember, isn't it? Um, Absolutely not. They are highly adaptable. And the the author of this (laughs) article... I can use one as a screwdriver, can I? (laughs) (laughs) I can just bash in some shelves with it. What are you talking about? Are you locked out of your car and can't (laughs) find a metal coat hanger? Use a seagull to break into your car. Can't Um, find your oven tongs? Use a seagull to flip your burger. (laughs) The fuck off. <laughs> okay. Uh, n- <laughs> number four, they have admirable traits. While it's never a pleasant experience to have your lunch dive bombed, maybe we should look at it from their point of view. No, we shouldn't. I don't go up to seagulls and dive towards them, taking their fucking <laughs> Nutri-Grain bars out of their mouth, do I? Or the bit of shit. I saw the other day, I went for a little walk, and I live, as you know, quite close to some shops um, in Hove. And as I was walking mm. down, and again, this sounds like bullshit, I I promise you it's not. You can choose to believe it or not. He, a seagull went walked into a shop. He was <laughs> eyeing up the shop from the outside and he was kind of doing a dance. And there were people who will be around at that time who will be able to, uh, to, to attest to this because they were watching it and trying to film it. And he was like gearing himself up for it. And then he just went, fuck it, ran into the shop, grabbed a packet of Harry Tang fastics and fucking ran out with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's amazing. That is uh, not, really? that is not, yeah, honestly, man, that's true. Um, the, there's one that just says spot the difference. Goal species are extremely complicated to tell apart. They're, they're equivalent of being able to distinguish between fine wines. No, they're not. Well, no, there's absolutely no class to a seagull it's whatsoever. A, it, it's a fucking, it's a seagull. Um, the rat with wings. Well, they are more sinned against than sinning. So in a study of human gull interactions, it was found that human was far less likely to be attacked, i.e. chip stealing, by a gull than a gull was to be attacked by a human. Now, now the next part of this makes me think mm. this is not generalised because it goes on to say, one man in Bath was regularly seen standing naked on his balcony swinging a samurai sword to deter <laughs> gulls from nesting in his flat. Now, I don't know about Wait, you... What? I want to know who this fucking guy is. Who is this seagull samurai? Is it a sword? Why is he he really well hung? Well, yeah, number one. (laughs) Number two, why does he have to be naked? Does that make the sword-swinging seagull decapitating... And again, look, we're not advocating this, but 
that's they're saying that as if human <laughs> beings like, that's just one bloke who was attacking a samurai <laughs> a, a seagull with a samurai sword like you can't put that against all of the evil that seagulls have brought upon us and then the last uh, number seven to try and convince us whether seagulls whether we've treated them badly or not is that mm. they can be cuddly now their justification is that they're commonly used in sport team logos. What? What's that got to do with them being cuddly? Even the BBC, where I got this article from, is is uh, uh, essentially making statements that they cannot back up with any evidence. I mean, that's absolute nonsense. So you, you can get a tuddly, a cuddly, a tuddly, a tuddly koi. A tuddly koi. That's a type of Japanese fish, isn't it? A koi. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> well, you can get a cuddly toy of a tiger. It doesn't mean it's not going to rip your face off. I mean, so the big question is to you, Lee, and to you listeners, seagulls, cunts or not? Massive cunts. It's definitive. Don't be angry, don't be pissed. Just sit there. Chewbacca joined in. That's what I was going for. Excellent. I did that in a class earlier. Because <laughs> I made an involuntary noise that sounded like Chewbacca, and they were like, You sound like Chewbacca, mate. Lindsay, and then you mate. had to. They called me Sir because I got respect. But um, and then I was like, oh, I can actually do an okay one, and I did it, and obviously it was Everyone fucking hilarious. Um, <clears throat> obviously, your go. I think it is. Um, okay, my first intro to the hate list this week is parental video call confusion, um, and <laughs> it's there's various kind of uh, um, component features to this. Firstly, is camera positioning. Um, not being able to understand that where they put the camera is quite important to the integrity of the call. Um, number two is um, the faff in order to get it to actually work in the first place. Um, and number three is the amount of time that buttons are accidentally pressed and they're halfway through a conversation. <laughs> so yeah that's right. it's like whoa, whoa whoa hang on you cut out for like 10 seconds there and they've gone off on some fucking ethereal rant about the world you're like whoa, whoa hang on hang on we were talking about gloves a minute ago what's going on um my second one again also relates to phone calls uh, which i'm calling unwanted call timing so someone calls okay. you that you you want to talk to you like um but you're just about to do something or you're just about to not, you know, you, you, you're just about to go to bed or have a shit or whatever. And someone calls you and you know, you've got a choice and it's a difficult choice. Sometimes you either take the call yeah, or you don't. And <laughs> if you do, you know that the call is going to be a long one. You know, when I speak to my friends on the phone, as you will attest to, because I speak to you on the phone pretty much every day, um, mm. It's it's never a it's hardly ever a short thing, you know. I have to timetable in my dad to call because <laughs> I'm on the phone to him for two hours. So I've got to kind of plan my evening around having to call my fucking dad. Um, yeah. So that's my second one. My third one um, is furnished flats. So if you are like me, unable to get on the property ladder, um, and you have to burn money um at renting them um and you think oh yeah look at that flat really nice nice location lovely garden oh oh it's got a little parking space oh that's exactly what i've been oh it's fucking furnished i don't want to live in a flat with someone else's shit what's the point what is the point 
Especially if, especially if the furniture they've put in there is dog shit, which of course it is because they've got a flat, they've chucked a load of shit furniture in it and then rent it. It's, it's pointless. No one wants to rent a furnished flat. It's a complete fucking waste of time. You want a washing machine, you want a fridge, you want a microwave, you want all the kitchen accoutrement, you want a toilet, you want a shower. You don't want to sleep in a random bed. It's like wearing no. someone else's fucking shoes. You don't want that. No. And my last one um, is what I would call lockdown or COVID um, specific, um, which is novelty face masks. <laughs> so people Didn't that have long, got a fucking wacky, wacka wacka logo wacka, wacka. on their face mask. It's like, look, this is not the time for you to express yourself. It's a functional thing you don't need some kind of cool i saw last night that adidas are doing a three pack adidas original face masks why do you need a fucking adidas logo on your face mask really don't i say it's funny because my first one is also sort of related to everything that's been happening okay and it's virtue signaling celebrities (laughs) yeah and this can be expanded to companies as well Mm. so sort of people that We'll post a black square mm. or we'll do a rainbow thing. Like we said before on Facebook, but it's not the normal people. No, it's not everyday people who are trying to engage with something bigger than they are. Exactly. No, it's these people that come from a lofty plane to tell you what to do. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Absolutely not. Yeah. It's like you don't want to take lessons in being a good person from fucking Amazon or Facebook, do you? you Exactly, yeah. Or, you know, some other fucking knobhead, like some actor. Like, what do they know? You play parts. You don't even know who you are. No offence to you. No. But this this is my point. It's like, I don't want to take it from you. I will work it out for myself. If I am of decent character, I will choose the right path. Leave that up to me. Thank you very much. Perfect. Anyway, enough of the serious ones. Well, actually, no, extremely serious one. Links slash Axe Africa's refusal to fuck off. <laughs> Links Africa. Yeah, that could get on the list. I mean, if you haven't heard, I don't know how you haven't, if you don't know what Links Africa is, it is the deodorant of choice for 15-year-olds all across the country. Some people never grow out of it and they still use it into adulthood and those people are fucking stupid because it smells disgusting it's like a cloud of concentrated gas every time my 14 year old decides to spray their pits and while i'm at it all links in fact do you remember they bought out the chocolate smelling one once upon a moon way back in the early 2000s i believe i do remember yeah linked chocolate flavor i swear some of their fucking scents are against the geneva convention They are disgusting. They're just a cloud of 15-year-old bullshit. Anyway, yeah, them. And lastly, dramatic houseplant. Okay. Sounds like a good name for like a nouveau jazz band. (laughs) Dramatic (laughs) houseplant. Introducing. Dramatic Dramatic houseplant. Nice. (laughs) No, it's these sort of houseplants like a, a peace lily, for instance, or something as ilk, stays in your house generally is a plant you don't have to worry about it too much unless you neglect it for 0.5 minutes to which point it faints dramatically and dies on the spot oh i'm dead Mm. and all you have to do is just you splash a tiny bit of water like a a thimble's weed of water just a a drip and it goes oh i'm all right now it stands up Ah, thanks mate yeah what are you doing you don't need to die just because you need a drink that'd be like me (laughs) walking out yeah, I'm getting a bit hot. Well, it's a bit hot. And then just collapsing on the floor. <laughs> I need water. I can't possibly go on. Yeah, After can, like two seconds. I also think they, they can, um, you know, all of a sudden just hurl themselves to one side. I was in bed the other night and I've got a massive cheese plant in my bedroom and I'm sort of snoozing, you know, getting all tucked up. And I hear this like, <laughs> my first thought obviously is, <laughs> is it a seagull? but the cheese plant had just fucking hoid itself to the other side of the pot it's like hang on a minute you're you're a glorious beast that's growing and fed and by the window and you're just like no no don't try and go to sleep you need to pay me some attention exactly dramatic 
Maybe aromatic houseplants. Maybe plants are um, secretly replacing our, our fear of seagulls. Maybe plants <laughs> are the next thing that we need to keep our eyes on because so many people have been buying buying indoor plants during lockdown. Maybe there's some kind of broader conspiracy about the. They're plants. all rubbing their leaves together. Yeah. We'll do some research, yeah. listeners, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the last episode pointed out a theme with many of our listeners and probably many of our stories throughout the previous episodes of The Babylon is that we like to relate things to poo. Yes. Well, well. Everything a... comes down to poo. Yeah, I think it's, it's more that we, we, we don't judge poo stories. We, no. There's, there's a time and a place for it, and it appears to be The Babylon. Absolutely. So... With that in mind, have you heard of... Oh, I've got to get the name right. Uh, I don't want to give it away straight away, but there, there was a person down under who was reported as relieving themselves about town, not in a designated <laughs> area, shall about I say. About town. Yeah, Just that's a what Girl I'm Friday, about town, relieving themselves. Right, so... This person built up a bit of a, an almost, um, it was like a urban myth kind of sense about him. Right. And he was named. <laughs> I can't wait. The name they gave this person was no, no, The Notorious Poo Jogger. <laughs> it sounds like he should have been on one of my lists about I mean, bad. sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's the episode fucking name, isn't it? The Notorious Poo Jogger. The Notorious Poo Jogger. Fantastic. Of Adelaide. So this this is his name. That's his full title. The Notorious Food Jogger of Adelaide. <laughs> so basically, like, there was loads of reports of, like, this, this guy jogging about and then just having a shit wherever he fucking wanted. Right. But, but they were always reporting that the guy had tissue with him because he wipes his ass and then carries on running. <laughs> like Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> a bit like Paula Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> she had a shit on a marathon once, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Well, well, you've got to go. You've got to go. But this guy was was making it sort of a regular deal. It was part of his uh, exercise regime, shall we say? Okay. Anyway, they caught him. <laughs> now okay. it's in the paper, so I'm not doing anything wrong by saying that Andrew Douglas McIntosh, sixty-four, <laughs> <laughs> was suspected after being photographed. <laughs> <laughs> Midway through defecating. <laughs> what do you mean suspected? You've literally caught him having a shit. Why is he a suspect? Oh, no, it's brilliant. There's a picture of a guy with his kex down, literally taking a shit. With a, someone has run up in the dark with flash on and just gone, huzzah, and took a picture of him. This guy's like, oh. <laughs> just, just bending over, taking oh, a shit no. on the fucking pavement. Unbelievable. But, I mean, I really want to focus on the name. How yeah. wonderful is it that in any given situation we can find something so pure, so beautiful yeah. as a name like the notorious poo jogger of Adelaide? <laughs> Imagine like that's your that's your kind of pseudonym. That's the thing that people remember you by. That's the headstone. That yeah. is your headstone. The notorious poo jogger. <laughs> Like, oh god is that but i always think like <clears throat> i can remember there being um the bearded lady of guildford mm. and you know she was a lady with a beard who was in guildford but what used to confuse <laughs> me about that was was there another bearded lady in like one town over because surely bearded lady would be sufficient like giving yeah. her geolocation seems <laughs> like i heard a, a story of the pig lady of manchester square so okay how many other pig ladies are there do, do you know they what meet I mean? up like, is there yeah, a pig lady there a, competition yeah are they secretly superheroes <laughs> this is it i mean he was definitely a super villain well i don't know or well, maybe he's just trying to I mean, <laughs> I was going to try and justify. Unleashes true potential. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any reason to. The, the babblement does not endorse or support the uh, poo jogger. <laughs> the, sorry, the notorious poo jogger. Yeah, give him his full. 
every so often I decide that I need to clean things up. It's all getting a bit messy. It's all getting a little bit unkept. Let's do some husbandry and some housekeeping, shall we? Yeah. So I'm cleaning up HQ. Okay. Now, I miss as HQ, you know, by the way. I haven't seen it for oh, so long. It misses you too. Oh, good. Your seat hasn't been touched. <laughs> I don't sit in it, ever. It's just an empty chair. <laughs> but, as you know, this for some time has been a working studio of many varieties. Mm. And although I've tidied it up now, it hasn't really been moved out and cleaned and tidied for a long time. No. So imagine my surprise when behind the desk and everything like that, I find a discarded bottle. <laughs> now, I'm not proud of it, but yes, at times when it's raining, or it's really cold, or I'm really, really desperate, I used to pee in a bottle. Right. Now, obviously, I've packed all that in because I'm a respectable adult now. <laughs> he you says just, like it wasn't a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, you just piss in the garden now. Yeah, I just piss in the garden now. Yeah. Much easier. But I found a bottle. And I mean, it's not years old, but there was silt in it. Right? So firstly, yeah. I'm completely disgusted in myself. I'm like, oh, that's fucking rank. Start piling all the shit up, get the bags of the rubbish out, sweeping the floors, etc., etc. Just place the bottle to the side. Don't think anything of it. Anyway, carry on tidying. Managed to do the rest of it, get all the shit out. It's gleaming. You know, I'm setting a new precedent. No more of this disgusting squalor. But I'm a bit hot, a bit sweaty. So I reach down and grab my bottle of water that's on the floor. No. <laughs> it was at the point they had touched my lips that the water looked decidedly amber and felt decidedly powdery to my lips. Wait, honestly, I didn't drink any of it. It didn't go in my mouth. But I threw up all over the fucking place. I'm hurling in the gut. I'm laughing at the same time. So basically, like all I did was run it up to my lips, realise what it was, go, and then spit. Realise, again, looking at the bottle, what I'd just done. Instantly started throwing up everywhere. Walked outside, cursing myself that that's what I fucking deserve for pissing in a bottle. <laughs> and then just proceed to chunder at the end of my oh garden my about six God. times in a row, all while laughing my bollocks off. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> Neighbours looking out the window like, you're right. Yeah, they must have thought you were absolutely <laughs> fucking mental. Yeah, so wow. rule number one, don't be a dirty bastard. Another tour de force mm. comes to an end, sadly. Yes. yes, episode 51 has come and it has gone, but not quite. Um, because I have Still something... a little bit hanging on. Yeah, well, I have something for you, but I want you... I'm going to give you the option of whether I do it or not. If you say no, then we'll just tell people to do things like, I don't know, go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, you know, share things on <laughs> social media for us, contact us at Babblement Follow Pod us on Instagram on and Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, at Babblement Pod. Yeah, we could do all that. If, if it comes down to you not wanting me to do this bit, then we'll just wax lyrical for a couple of minutes about social media and shit um, and how i'm going to do it is i'm going to give you the title of the thing that i'd like to read to you and you get to decide whether i continue to read it okay so the title of this um and probably should reveal to you lee and to you listeners um the nature and stylistic qualities the genre of this um <laughs> the story that i'd like to read to you if you want and it's you know it's your choice is severus snape Professor and lover. Ah. 
obviously, I'm turning my chair, putting my feet up. <laughs> it's Harry Potter erotica for all the babble mood. So oh, this yes. is an erotic <laughs> it's fan been a long fiction. Time. Um, Severus Snape, Professor and Lover, in which Snape is transported to Teletubby Land and has sex with Lala. What in the name of fuck are you talking about? Severus Snape was very sad. He was not having many pleasures doing lectures and teaching <laughs> students anymore. Oh, my God. All those adventures happening at Hogwarts sucked the inner life from his bones, and he had nothing more to accomplish. He went to Dumbledore. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, how does Severus Snape talk? Hang on. Um, he... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, that's not what he's like. Oh, not that bad. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, how do, how do I do it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um... <laughs> no. Wait, I've just realised that the first voice is Dumbledore. Oh no, it's not. Hang on. Right, hang on. Here we go. I'm going to have to do Snape and Dumbledore. Bear with me. Okay, okay. okay so, okay. he went to Dumbledore. Headmaster, I want to be expelled. I don't have what it takes to teach any more. Dumbledore was puzzled. But, Sneeper, you are my best professor. You can't go and waste the knowledge you have. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore, I'm so sad, said Snape, putting the back of his hand on his forehead. <laughs> like, like a damsel. Oh, Dumbledore, I'm so sad. <laughs> Dumbledore, the powerful and wiseful magus he was, thought a solution. Okay, Snape. I'll transfer you to another place, somewhere calm, where you will help good creatures that have N.O. parents. Snape N-O. got, gr- honestly, mate, this is, this is a whole other level of spelling mistakes. Snape got grateful that Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore <laughs> understood his feelings and pushed him to place less one Ros, one, oh, it's meant to be on, 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 to his advancing uh-huh. age. Snape took a train and after days finally reached an colourful and wonderful place. It was the Tubby Dome Supertronic, the place of dwelling of his new what? students. He reached there <laughs> and a periscope welcomed him. How the fuck does Helitubbies talk? Like that? <laughs> no, they just normally say their own name. Like, oh. okay, so I'll talk like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Why have I done this? Okay, they've all got different voices. <laughs> I'm not doing. The, there'll be one generic Teletubby voice <laughs> for all Teletubbies, right? I th- I think you should commit to the part. <sighs> for fuck's sake! Well, I don't know who. I, the problem is, I don't even know who the fuck's saying it. Oh, we'll see what happens. Okay, <laughs> Professor Stape. You arrived. The students waits you in the classroom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that my voices are not good enough for you. Snape oh was God. still sad, but his powerful stomach got chills because the mystery of novelty approaches his comfort zone. <laughs> Honestly, mate, who knows? Oh my God, this is wonderful. When Snape entered the classroom, four colour creatures were seating on the chairs. <laughs> they said to Snape, Uh-oh! And Snape <laughs> smiled, feeling his heart get full of ignominious in- in- passion. What? Just making up words. <laughs> All right, dear students. Today you're. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! Sounds like a fucking trappy up to me. <laughs> and I can say that because my gran had one. Um. All right, dear students. Today you <laughs> you will learn potion making. <laughs> okay, one of the Teletubbies is going to be like a, a um. Like a cockney oik. Right, ready? No. 
We want to learn how to be an adult. <laughs> Cried one of the Teletubbies. They had lived for many long inside that perfect bubble, but only experimenting the baby joys of youth. But every day was equal to them, not really happened at their house, and life was boring. When Snape arrived, a flash of hope filled their hearts with the promise of life beyond the perfect prison they got trapped when they got born. Only that dark, robbed and pale skin man can save the babies from this terrible fate. But kids, said Severus, <laughs> I must accomplish the curriculum. Oh, Professor, I'm dying from inside. Don't let the evil periscope suck the remnants of humanity locked in my so fatal broken heart, said the yellow Teletubby, Lala, with a sensitive voice calling for a strong man to free her mind, her body. I didn't know that she was a girl. I mean... Who knows? Yeah. I thought they were asexual. Anyway, Snape, yeah. Snape looked her and felt something funny inside his pelvis. It was a long time since he shared a intimacy-filled momnet with a woman. Snape <laughs> was starting to break. But, Teletubbles, if the periscope woman watches us, how could we have privacy? <laughs> The purple leader, Tinky Winky, got up and uttered his powerful throat. Okay, go on, Lee. What accent you're mid-do? What voice? <laughs> Should be Glaswegian. Sure, Tinky oh, Winky. Oh, he's definitely Scottish. With his powerful he's the leader. <sighs> I have a secret place, Professor. <laughs> we can learn there and free ourselves from the bounds of madness that others inflicted upon us, said him, hitting his chest with a clenched hands. Sunpai, which is supposed oh, to be Snape, looked down, thought, and followed the purple leader. They opened a secret door inside their house, a door leading to a basement. The place was full of rats and cockroaches. 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 You're cockroach. You're cockroach. You're fucking cockroach. Water, You're fucking with me. Water infiltrated the place, and mold smell was present in dangerous quantities. A lot of earth and dirty was covering the place, and a hole in the wall could be seen. You are making a hole? Yes, Snape, said Tinky Winky. We must escape. Sure, we are creating an exit route to get out of the evil crunches of the woman periscope. Oh, I must help your Teletubbies. Professor, said Lala, first, teach us how to adult. Snape nodded in agreement. He, with his wondrous, wondrous magic wand, created a giant bed and some wine and cheese <laughs> to accompany this illustrious, this illustrious wisdom moment. Teletubbies, lay with me. I'll teach you how to be a man. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but you, poo. <laughs> poo! You. Poo! Fucking poo. The easiest word to spell. Literally two letters. P-O. Po. <laughs> Fucking hell. Poo. Just add an extra O on there. Dumbledore. What the fuck is wrong with you? They had a stroke or something. Jesus Christ. Fucking poo. Oh, it's called poo. <laughs> oh, but you... Poo aren't ready. <laughs> you are. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You are too young, baby. Stay here in the corner and play with your small hoes. Oh. And Pooh got sad, but nevertheless, he did what Snape said and watched the others while they got teached. So teached. So said Snap. <laughs> Lala, you make a pair with me. Tinky Winky, you go. <laughs> what is this fucking voice, man? Amazing. You, it's amazing, is what it is. You go with Dipsy. Watch me. Is it, I saw a fucking Gollum. What the fuck am I doing? Schmeagle. I trained as a fucking actor for this. <clears throat> okay. Tinky Winky, you go with Dipsy. Watch me. 
play with Lala and mimic my movements. This way you will learn. Snape got on his knees and looked at the lay-eyed Lala. She was sweeting a bit. Don't be afraid, small yellow girl. Uh, <laughs> what? I forgot that this was porn. Just, <laughs> I thought this was just we a weird story. Bit. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, we're there now. Um, just spread your legs, and she did. An engorged vagina shine at her crotch, but it was full of cotton yellow pubic hair. Snape picked up a scissor and cut it. Just one scissor. Yeah, okay, so I've got to do a voice for Dipsy now. Um, I think Dipsy's going to be an old, austere character. <clears throat> Snape, said Dipsy. Well, Tinky Winky have no crotch mouth, but a very strange tongue. It's filled with purple wrinkled skin. Oh, Dipsy, he don't have crotch mouth, but behind him you will find a pork's eye. Don't be afraid. It's dirty, but after a while you will like the fine flavour of melted chocolate covering your lips. Dipsy turned Tinky Winky, and the purple Teletubby <laughs> revealed his deep purple anal hole. Ah. Well, what do I do? <laughs> said Dipsy. <laughs> the same I do with Lala. Don't be a friad. Tinky Winky will scream and moan, but you must go on. And Snape said Snape with a calm and softful, deep voice. Oh, Professor, said Lala with a moaning, lustful voice. I think I peed myself. I'm feeling quite moist. No, <laughs> Lala, you not pee. You are, you only are happy that I'm here. Why? <laughs> what are you gambling? What happened? Why what is, is that voice? Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. No, Lala. You're not P. You only are happy that I'm here. Oh, seriously? Yes. Seriously. Yes. Now, suck my index finger. And she did. And Snape unclothed himself. His pale, shiny penis appeared, and all of the Teletubbies got impressed. His nutsack, his nutsack was very white and hairy, and exhaled a snail, a snake what? oil parfum essence. Snake oils and elixirs. Coming Lala from Snape's felt a jolt of pleasure down her <laughs> antenna. Now, boys, do as I do, and then Snape introduced his wizard wondrous penis inside Lala she screamed ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest right we're about halfway through I feel like the listeners are going to maybe want us to come back to the concluding chapter next week. Oh, um, I, I, I don't know how much more of this I can handle. So we are leaving um, Snape, um, entering Lala and her <laughs> screaming. So, I mean, what more do you want with your life? For this and other high quality entertainment, please revisit the Pavelman. Mate, I'm please. fucking exhausted, I tell you. Who knew Jesus that playing the Teletubbies was going to be the role of a lifetime? Mental. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more shit next week, listeners, tune in. Next week? Fucked <sighs> it, boys. Fucked it, boys. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.